Welcome to the Developer Spotlight on the Full Dive Gaming Podcast. In the Developer Spotlight, we sit down with VR industry professionals. This week, we're sitting down with Quinn Tabor, founder and CEO of Immerse, a VR language program we talked about a little bit on the last episode, if you caught that. Quinn, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks, guys. I've seriously been looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. Nat had found something about you before, and so I think she reached out to you and was like, hey, you should come on here. Of course, while we're saying thank yous today, we have to thank our sponsor. If you don't know about them, Asterion Products, they make one of the most beautiful VR headset stands I've ever seen. I have like five of them now. Uh, go on Amazon, check them out, from, use code FULLDIVE10 to save another 10% on their products. Uh, well, you know, we talked a little bit about your on the podcast already. We kind of told people about it looks like you're kind of the Duolingo of VR, or that's what you're going for, maybe something better and more immersive. But I'm really excited about the idea because I've seen VR for training and for work applications and for productivity, but language was something I'd never even thought of before. Is this something totally new to the VR scene that you're doing? Yeah, man, Jay, thanks for, thanks for that great question. Short answer, big yes, <laughs> very novel. Um, without getting like too deep into the learning science and the pedagogy of language learning, it all centers around immersion. So my experience, I'll, I'll get into that later on the show, but having worked and lived overseas and always knowing that the best way to learn a language was to like actually go to the real place, meet with the real people and have real conversations. Language learning is a $100 billion, $115 billion a year industry. A third of humanity is actively learning a language. And up until now, the only way to really immerse was to take six months off and move to Spain, which not many of us have the, the luxury of doing. Where VR, back in 2017, it caught my imagination. Like, oh my God, you're telling me I could meet with a Spanish teacher in, like, in the metaverse, maybe in a virtual Spain, and all of the advantages of immersion as like the best way to learn would all be realized. But for probably one one hundredth of the cost of moving to Spain. Uh, so that yeah. was that was the core hypothesis five years ago. We've been building ever since then. We've uh, closed deals with eight of the 10 largest education companies on earth. So we've been okay. testing and scaling up in Japan, Korea, Europe. And then the big news from quite literally two weeks ago from this recording date is we finally went live with Meta as their first direct-to-consumer education play. So for the first time ever, anyone can sign up for Spanish lessons live with a teacher via Oculus and our app on the Meta Store. Nice. So we really had good timing in talking about you on the podcast. <laughs> I'm excited. Totally did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so there's a lot of different language learning apps out there. One of the biggest ones, like Jay mentioned before, is Duolingo. Um, obviously, it's a lot different than a VR language app, but what sets your app apart from other language learning apps? Yeah, yeah, great question. Oh, there's, there's so many different things. Within the like larger language learning industry, there's definitely Duolingo and about 100 Duolingo knockoffs <laughs> where you just basically do flashcards. And you get to like rote memorize. All right, if I'm learning Arabic, one of the languages I learned, you just see the apple and then in Arabic it says tifa and hopefully it sticks. But when you like really drill into, once again, the learning science or my first person experience, all the training in the world on Duolingo doesn't actually prepare you for dropping down in Paris and trying to have a conversation. There's so many additional layers. Language is a muscle that needs to be practiced, not just kind of studied. That's where the other half of the language industry comes in, which is actually classwork, meeting with other students, with a teacher, and practicing within the language learning industry. 
about 40% of it is that section, the like live synchronous together, the community of learning with other real humans. That's where we really have like planted our first flag. And then in all the history of language learning, we're the first one to not just do it in a classroom or do it on Skype, but to do it in the context. So the first to say, hey, well, no, let's let's take you to a virtual Barcelona. Let's build in our metaverse or our virtual world, all the learning games, activities, and tasks that are fully optimized for language learning so that, and we can prove, we've, we worked with 16 different research universities over the last two years to prove that learning in the metaverse, in the context with other people compared to Duolingo, if I were to say, okay, Duolingo versus moving to Spain, it speeds up your learning by about two and a half X. And then believe it or not, learning in the metaverse in this fully optimized, like really empirically built platform, we're actually another 2x more efficient than going to Spain. So wow. we're like a 4x multiple on Duolingo. Wow. That's exciting because I've I've tried Duolingo. I've taken like Spanish classes and stuff before. I took four years of Spanish in high school and I feel like the best I ever did was my first year in Spanish when I had a teacher that actually spoke Spanish in the class instead of, you know, like here's some vocabulary and learn it. She actually like talked to us in Spanish. So I would talk to my friends sometimes in Spanish and practice. And I felt like I was actually learning. And then after that, I had another teacher that was very uh, different and just spoke English the whole time and would go off on tangents. Um, and I've tried Duolingo and I was like, maybe I'm ready to actually talk to someone. And then it was kind of that I, I watched your guys's uh, like commercial on your website. Yeah. And I felt just like that guy in the commercial. Like I'm going to like talk to this person. And then when they talk back to me, I'm like, Oh, never mind. Oh, what do I do? Totally. <laughs> and that's, there's like so many different layers to what you experience, Natalie. But one of the main ones is in order to like really unlock and like use your language. There's first this whole science around like what I would call stage fright, but they call it the learning like language effective filter, where until you can really get 100 hours of practicing with other people, you literally <laughs> nine times out of 10, people just go blank. It's like, oh, I, I haven't actually had enough hours logged in to feel confident, to feel ready. That's one of the things that we're able to attack, not just like if you were in Spain, but by being in VR, and this is one of the ones that I'm most excited that we're one of our uh, research partner universities is proving, is when it's gamified. When you're in VR, that anxiety dissipates mm. because you're you're in this playful environment with other avatars. You aren't actually staring at the like clerk at the French bakery. And in light of that, that's like the number one thing all of our students say. It's like, wait, I just spent an hour speaking. I felt zero fear, zero anxiety, and I probably spoke for like 30 minutes of the 60. That was like the most useful, effective language experience I've ever had. That's awesome. And it kind of reminds me too, I know they've had some VR apps out there that are supposed to help with like stage fright specifically. Yeah. And I actually used one one time when I um, was playing violin at my friend's cool. wedding. And I was like, I'm kind of scared. So I did like a... Totally. VR thing. So it's like you're in front of a um, bunch of people. And yeah, so I practiced yeah. that. And I think that did help. So that's really, that's not really surprised. interesting. And it definitely makes sense that when you're in a VR setting, it's like a safe setting, but it also translates well 
to the real world. So that's really great. Thanks, Natalie. When you think of language apps in the world, there's basically Duolingo and there's a hundred copies of Duolingo. That's one of the <laughs> yeah. reasons this was so intriguing. So when I was trying to find out like, what do we compare this to in VR? What's there? It was really like, there isn't anything like what you're trying to do. So how did you come up yeah. with this idea since it seems totally original? It's man, it's novel. It's both like our biggest blessing and occasionally our biggest curse. <laughs> Even <laughs> right before this call, I was staring at, uh, we basically with this launch have been doing a ton of marketing. And one of the first things, like all our feedback is like, whoa, wait, so you're telling me I can take a class with a like a real life teacher in VR like that that hasn't existed before. It's like, yep, blessing and curse. <laughs> it takes a second to explain. Um, but yeah, the really quick background, I actually grew up overseas. My parents worked in philanthropy and uh, did a lot of volunteering in the Middle East and Africa and parts of Europe. And then I studied economics and finance, but felt really called to support the Syrian refugee crisis back in like 2013, 2014. So I actually moved to the Middle East. Oh, wow. It was the most like influential, challenging, eye-opening experience in my life. I, I quite literally moved into a refugee camp for two years, wow. learned Arabic through this like very immersive context. <laughs> no one spoke English, so you learn quick. Um, but in the process saw that language learning, especially globally, it is the like gateway or blocker to getting a college degree, to getting uh, like reaching employment, to getting a visa in order to get to all those key milestones in your life especially internationally, you need English. It is the key thing. That's why it's $115 billion a year industry. But the number one way to do so is immersion. And that's like also the piece, especially in 2015, 2016, it was one of the hardest things for people to do. Then fast forward to the pandemic, once again, kept proving that folks want to immerse again and again. And they, especially places like Japan, Korea, China, they want to do it with other people. They want to be in a community. They want to meet with a teacher. They want to go to the Hollywood sign or Santa Monica Pier or Times Square. In VR, you can do that. Um, so that's why from a from like a venture capital standpoint, we've pitched a ton of investors. And they've all said like, Quinn, this is, this is indeed the first metaverse like a true direct-to-consumer education play. A lot of other schools and colleges, they've tried to use VR as a little supplement, right? It's like, okay, let's add this VR chemistry lab or let's add this VR virtual speech practice for 10 minutes. We want to disrupt education entirely. We want to say, no, let's bring all of language learning into VR. What the next thing we're launching is actually for you to do self-study in VR as well. So you can explore the different scenes and learn the words and hear the phrases and listen to little role plays before your class and after class. We want all of it to be in the metaverse. And what we believe that will unlock, this is like, uh, like slightly confidential, but the stuff that we're working on in the next year is how can we tie in not just language learning, but a lot of the Web3 technologies so that students can be not just like spending for their class, but like, hey, what if this was a learn to earn model where students by participating, by supporting one another, by Maybe it's like, hey, if you're learning English and a student wants to learn English, you could partner together, practice your Spanish, they practice their English. Let's reward you with potentially NFTs or launching our own token on our platform. So we have a big vision for the future of education in the metaverse. And we think the first thing that needed to happen was to stop saying, hey, we're just going to be an add-on to your K-12 school. We want to do it all in VR. And we think that especially language learning is the best starting place. I, I'm so excited about this because I really love language, but I haven't 
been able to master another language yet. So this mm -hmm. is so awesome. Um, and so we've heard, you know, some little bits and pieces of how Immerse works, but can you walk us through, like if someone yeah. was just starting like their week trial in Immerse, what would that look like? Great question. Yep. So we're, we're live on the meta app store. We're about to announce a couple other headsets that are going to be available on. Um, but in short, the, the kind of the core building block of our learning is live. So it's it's not just the like, oh yeah, 10 minutes of Duolingo. If you sign up, the first thing you'll be prompted to do is, hey, jump in and we'll actually, we'll have an orientation session with a real teacher. And we offer it a couple times per day. So if you want to do it in the morning, afternoon, evening, it's a 30 minute with an actual Spanish teacher that shows you, hey, this is our metaverse, gives you a quick tour, just like if you were at a university or if you're studying abroad. So 30 minute orientation, Make sure you understand the controls. And then right after that, there's a series of classes every day that are open for signups, up to eight students. So it's everything from what we call like our much more scripted lessons. There's a little bit of lecture and a little bit of practice and you get in your small groups all the way to these really fun, immersive events. I was watching one with eight of our students last night, and it was a group of eight that were actually practicing going from the airport to the hotel, that whole process, checking in, working with concierge, you can change your avatar. So it like really feels lifelike. They're exploring the Ritz Carlton. Like how fun is that? The teacher honestly didn't even have to do that much. Everyone was having such a delightful time with all of the activities and tasks within it that they were just like spewing Spanish. <laughs> and when I asked him afterwards, like Quinn, that was more fun than when I hang out in VR chat. Like this was, this was a blast. And it turns out I just spoke for 60 minutes. Um, so those are the different types of experiences you can sign up for. We've got a companion like web app and mobile app so that if you aren't in VR, you can see the class schedule. You can sign up whenever you want. You can cancel last minute. And then at the end of the lesson, the teacher will actually upload notes for what you learned, what you need to work on for next week. Those are That's kind of the like bread and, bre bread and butter of it. On top of that, and this is really the long-term vision, is we even have what we call like our social lounge where students after or before class can meet up, play games together, but always kind of focus around learning. You can send friend requests. And even if you only pay for, let's say one lesson a week or three lessons a week, you can hang out in our virtual world as long as you want with other learners. That's a really sweet one where you like very much get bang for your buck. And then we're about to launch a much more sophisticated what we call like asynchronous learning. That's that self-study where you can go to all the different locations and practice without a teacher for free. Awesome. You touched on what I was wondering about was with the social lounge, because I've heard of, you know, some Spanish classes, of course, make a Spanish club on the side where they can all meet exactly. up and try to speak more. Is that kind of what you're going for here? What exactly is the social lounge look like? Yeah. Yep. So very much that what you just described. The goal, once we really hit kind of this critical capacity of number of students, is for students to be able to send friend requests and actually message and meet up whenever the heck they want. So even if you only have a scheduled class Tuesday at two, you could start building this community just like in VR chat or Allspace or Horizons and say, hey, let's meet up at the virtual. We've got like a bar, we've got a comedy club or the gym and practice your Spanish. And because there's so much content baked into each of these locations, the teachers really, uh, useful, but you could have an entire hour long time with two or three friends in one of these locations focused on Spanish without a teacher as well. Um, so that's, that's the long play. If anything, I'd love to see our platform be like, Hey, you only need a teacher two hours a week, but spend like five, six hours in here. And that'll really ramp up 
your your learning journey. Mm-hmm. Nice. One thing I kind of wonder about the social lounge is I've been in situations before where it's like supposed to be you're speaking in another language or something, but some people get shy, so they kind of go back to English or something. Um, what? How would that? How you battle I mean, you that? You can't really control yeah. what language people are speaking. Totally. But are there yeah. things in the social lounge to kind of keep people on track? Exactly. Yes. There's a lot of prompts. Basically, think of it almost like a like a scavenger hunt or something. There's like different stages. So it's like, hey, if you're going to be here for an hour, me and my two buddies, let's go over here and do this little activity and then go to the next one. So you aren't just staring at each other's avatars, <laughs> trying to work through maybe <laughs> complex sentences. Um, the other piece that, and this is back to kind of this, uh, the vision that we're excited about is for students to like, really build a culture and a community that's super focused on improvement and that we can track and give each other awards for saying like, Hey, I met with Natalie for an hour on Tuesday and she was an amazing, both like maybe I'm learning Spanish and learning English the other way around. She was incredible. I'd like to kind of upvote her or give her a little awards or tokens. That's one where Mm. some elements that working on the background, we'd love to, reward our users with nfts and potentially with tokens so that you're really incentivized to both grow personally and to support the community to make sure that we're all working together towards our learning goals great i've been curious i mean obviously we brought up you brought up spanish and stuff so like what languages do you have and to go a little further have you considered i don't know if it's ready but is the hand tracking on Oculus good enough that there, people could actually learn sign language in it too? Yeah, that's a cool one. Oh man, I like that question. So we launched Spanish two weeks ago. We have a number of partners globally. So if you want to learn English and you're based in Japan, we actually work with the biggest language school chain in Japan. So you mm-hmm. could submit on our website and we would say, hey, you're in Tokyo, we've got a partner for you. Or you're in Korea, you're in Germany. Um, so that's that's already live. And then we're planning on coming out with French, hopefully by October, November. That's still a little bit up in the air. Sign language, I've I've tried to dig in. We've talked about it with Meta a couple of times and they've said, give it a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> so my guess is like we're a year or two out from that one. Yeah, that would be yeah, that would make sense. With <laughs> all the complex uh yeah hand patterns and stuff like that i love sign language so much so that would be really really cool wouldn't that be cool i know agreed that could be a thing so you've touched a little bit on this but did any language professionals weigh in on how to make this app successful and the most helpful for people yeah great question yes that one's critical it's a it's a nice element of being an ed like an education technology ed tech startup that a lot of the investors that we've raised from or pitched to that's like such a prereq so when we raised our seed round one of the first things we did was hired a head of efficacy so phd level uh she had worked both as like a language professor for years but also she was one of the preeminent thought leaders on virtual world language teaching in the late 90s and early 2000s on Second Life, if you guys remember that one. Wow. Kind of like oh, Sims. wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so I, when I was dreaming of starting Immerse while living in the Middle East, I would read her blogs. I was like, this gal has got it. Like she's caught the vision way more than I have. So we ended up hiring her. <laughs> um, so she's, she's on the team. She's brought on two other 
I think one has a PhD, one has a master's, maybe both of them have PhDs on this like research and efficacy group. Um, so they're the ones that they conduct really scientific research on our product internally. And they work with our engineers and data scientists to make sure that what we're building day in and day out is really efficacious. And then they've brought on, because their network is so large, I think the number is now 18 different research universities intentionally spanning four or five continents, like 10 different countries around there. Um, we're talking like the Harvard of Japan, the, the like Harvard of Korea, some of these like really established universities and said, hey, we'll give you a little research grant, not a ton of money, but enough to conduct longitudinal, like long-term research on VR, unbiased, we won't touch it, and then let's publish it. So we're now published in the like preeminent language journals um, and are really making a name for ourselves as not just being one of those kind of gimmicky, and I hate to say it, but the Duolingo reputation of like, hey, they have nice trophies and gamification, so people stick around. Maybe you don't actually learn anything, but instead the like underpinning pedagogy of our product really does pull on all the best practices, stuff that I like could <laughs> kind of nerd out on, but they're the real experts. So they're the ones that work with the product to make sure we're building properly. That's that's really cool. You mentioned VR research there. So I was curious, what kind of research has gone into what Immerse is doing? What results have you seen? Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. So we have conducted both like very quantitative research. So an exciting one was with the like the Harvard of Japan and Really simple test. Student takes the standardized English test, they do VR, and then we have a little control group that doesn't do VR, and then they both take tests afterwards. And our results were about like a 350% improvement compared to the control group. And we were expecting like 75%. <laughs> we're looking for like, oh, that would be great. Um, so that was that was the first like really exciting groundbreaking one. That was over, I think, six weeks, which is not very long. So we're now doing and rolling out these like much longer six months, 100 people in the sample on like the, the cohort um, that's ongoing. And then the like span of what we've then researched with our different partners has been the key one being anxiety, which interestingly, <laughs> you brought it up, Natalie. That's the number one thing professors constantly track. It's like, hey, how the heck do we get past that stage fright? That's like the blocker to language. Um, so we tested that and showed that compared to any other, whether it's in classroom, Skype, uh, little like Spanish clubs at a coffee shop, VR performs by far the best just from how students like self-report. Um, and then I could, I could nerd out on all the other like different domains, but basically each of our partners has one of the key variables to language learning that they're responsible for, that they're measuring. Um, so for any nerds that are listening to this, <laughs> come to our blog and you'll see the like 10, 15 page research reports that they've published showing why VR is so much more efficacious than any other way. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> yes. So cool. <laughs> I love nerd. Thanks, Natalie. Uh, and so this kind of rolls right into... Um, this question that I had. So I saw that the goal of Immerse is language fluency. With this research that you've had, I don't know, you know, if you've had a long enough time to look at it, but have you seen how long users can expect to spend in Immerse and become fluent in another language? Yeah. Oh man, such a good question. So it's a nuanced one. And every every company, it's kind of like one of those diet fads where everyone has like the the get skinny fast or the get rich quick, like, oh, 
pay me a hundred bucks and we'll help you lose 20 pounds. There's a lot of that, frankly, kind of nonsense in the industry. If you were to go to like the Foreign Service Institute of the US government, they would say to learn a language, it's honestly fairly easy, like Spanish, it takes 1500 hours. And that's like focused study time. That's really what we kind of pin to. And what we're seeing, and this is still, I'm like, my research team would kill me if I said it too confidently. I need to add a little asterisk mark. What we're seeing thus far from the results of these longer term studies is that there is a substantial multiple on improvement. We're hoping, like, the goal is to be able to say three times faster. That's what we're aspiring to and we're optimizing for. Where if you're, if you think about it this way, if you're able to do two classes and then two kind of these social clubs, which really is cheap for us, you'd easily be fluent by the end of the year. Um, and just to speak to that, one of the ways that we're able to keep it so affordable, like right now, if you were to look at any other live, like Spanish classes online, it's typically 15 bucks an hour, give or take, sometimes way more than that. If you want to do like one-on-one tutoring, it'd be 30 to 50 bucks an hour. Ours right now is, I think, 550 an hour. And then the social lounge is unlimited for free. So it's really competitive pricing, but that's because we're building out a lot of these Web3 technologies that our investors and other investors are subsidizing and saying like, hey, we want to see this user base grow really quickly. So for folks that are interested, like, hey, believe it or not, learning in VR right now is way cheaper than any of the competitors. It's cheaper than VIP Kid or Italki or Busu, any of the other ones that do live teaching online. Definitely less expensive than like taking a college class. Right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, if you can show people not only is it cheaper, but you learn it faster, then obviously, why would they go somewhere else? But for me, I think about I took like three years of Spanish, and I don't remember a thing. So I'm wondering for me to walk in, is this going to get me through basically as a total beginner in Spanish? Or is this more people are coming in that know some that want to learn more? How am I going to fare when I don't remember? Anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. So short answer, it totally applies for both. The nice part is we've got classes that are told like just leveled off. So if you have never seen a word of Spanish, we've got a class for you. If you're all the way up to like what we call like upper intermediate or advanced, we've got a class for you. Um, the really interesting thing is Jay, you're like very much not alone. <laughs> the majority of Americans took two years of Spanish, think they don't remember a thing, and then they show up and once they're in the context, and this is almost the like secret sauce, the magic of immersion, is when you're there and you're hearing people speak Spanish and you're in this environment that feels like a Barcelona or a Mexico City, there's this whole arena of language science that says it starts bubbling to the surface really quickly. So if anything, you'll be really pleasantly surprised that if the teacher walks you through a quick dialogue, how to check into the airport, it'll start connecting all these different dots in a way that only immersion could, where if you were on Duolingo, it wouldn't emerge in the same way. So that's that's really the power of the context and like true immersion. Yeah. Oh, I, it's so awesome. I, I love the the idea of having it be, you know, more immersive. And I saw too that there's, you know, some of the classes and stuff have like the sounds of the yeah. environment, like the sounds of being in like a restaurant or things like that. And I think that is so awesome because when you're in that and VR is so powerful because it 
captures your brain like other things don't and makes your brain feel like, hey, you're actually here. But it also feels safer than real life for people, you know, that have some anxiety, which a lot of people do when they're practicing a new language. And so I, I just think it's so powerful and so exciting. Um, Thanks, Natalie. I, I did have a question too. Um, If someone's listening, if someone that's listening to this as a language professional and they want to help with Immerse, uh, who should they reach out to or where should they Yes. Get? Yeah. Oh my gosh, please. We have an application on like the footer of our website to become a teacher. If not, just fire us an email at contact at immerse.online um, and we'll route you to the right person. But we're, we're constantly hiring. Um, and it's, it's just a ton of fun. I know that's maybe not the answer you're looking for, but I was, I was sitting in on one of these little one-on-ones with one of our teachers and they're like, I've taught for 20 years in the classroom. Students are so engaged. They're giggling the entire time. Where normally it's like point teeth trying to ask a call on a student. Hey, yeah. repeat this little dialogue back to me. They're like, if anything, it's hard to teach because everyone's speaking so much Spanish. I can't butt in. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the like really sweet spot for our teachers. They're like, I'm just kind of facilitating and I'm letting these students enjoy the environment, one another, the like realia of it and letting the power of immersion just take over. And I'm just the guardrails. So it's pretty easy. That's awesome. <laughs> and how do you find, or how do you choose like one of your teachers or guides? Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've taken a, a there's kind of like a little fork in the road of, okay, dude, you want to keep your prices really low and maybe hire someone that doesn't have much experience, maybe lives in a different country and you can get by for like three bucks an hour, which does exist. We went the opposite direction and said, hey, we really want to do this well. If we're going to be potentially <laughs> redefining the future of language learning, let's not skimp. So we go for the teachers with all the certificates like them to have a master's in foreign language teaching. Um, and then it's tough, but we want to find someone that ideally has both the like overseas immersion understanding and like online teaching, which are these like just uh, divergent, but key specialties for us. So I could ramble like right now, our star teacher, Steffi, she's a rock star, one in a million. We had to interview close to 100 people to find someone like her. But she's been, if you look at our reviews on Oculus, everyone just raves about Steffi. Like, she's the best teacher ever. So that one's, that one's critical. Nice. That's awesome. That's really good to hear because I, you know, would kind of worry about, you know, oh, is it just people that don't really know what they're doing, but kind of know the language? So that's that's really good to hear. Yeah. I was wondering the same thing because it's like, <laughs> I, I kind of assumed that it was just like, oh, if you can speak both languages, you're going to be in, you know, this is so new that sometimes you also can't be as selective in who you hire and who you pick. So I'm curious because I've only just recently heard about this app. How long has this been going on and where are you kind of at? Is this like, are we still in beta or are you actually, is this phase two? Where do you feel like the app is at? Uh, good question. Yep. So we launched, had first revenue, had first users back in like, like 2018. So it's it's been a oh, while wow. actually. Okay. Yeah. I know, right? Especially for like, oh, the metaverse is a hot topic. I'm like, we've been doing this for a while. Um, <laughs> the nature of kind of our journey was we were really bullish on VR before there was honestly, it was like right when the Go launched. There were not nearly enough VR users at the time. Um, yeah. so that's why we did this whole B2B thing where we partnered with the biggest education companies in Asia in particular, but also Europe and Africa, and said, hey, we're going to work with you. 
VR is a supplement. We'll put it in your classrooms and students can use it twice a week for 20 minutes. So it's like really thrilling immersion experience that worked really well. Got a lot of uh, positive PR, especially in places like Japan and Korea. That's how we got all our research conducted. That's how we were able to keep fundraising, kind of keep the dream alive. <laughs> so we've now raised, we raised 250 and then 600 and then 1.5. And then right after the meta news, we were able to raise 9 million, which was finally oh, wow. like, okay, we're at an inflection point. That's how we're able to truly get lift off on this whole direct to consumer dream of not being the supplement, not working with these perhaps like traditionally antiquated schools and the way they think, but asking the question, if we were to all close our eyes, what? will language learning look like in the metaverse in 10 years? And how do we start driving that direction? And that's what led us to go live on the app store, to allow anyone to sign up, to be able to offer classes around the clock, social lounge, web three, being able to like earn tokens and NFTs. That's where we believe it's going to go. Couldn't have done that three years ago, but now we're like finally at the inflection point. Wow. Well, that's a big, that's a big moment to be there. And I'm excited. We haven't gotten into the app yet. So if you're listening to the podcast, we will be bringing you more as we get to try, get in, try it and learn about it. But Quinn, what else about the app or your work so far? Have we not covered it that you were really hoping to share while you were here? Oh, I like that question. Man, I'm, yeah, I really like that question. I think the, yeah, the number one thing that I'm most excited for and it's it's early stage. I know I've just been hinting at it, but really is we want to redefine language learning in the metaverse. But we also want to redefine what this whole play to earn, learn to earn ecosystem could look like. There's a lot of hype right now. Like I've been pitching a lot of the VCs that are funding some of the, the play to earn platforms. There's also some headwinds with kind of this crypto winter that we're in. But if we could truly democratize education by saying, hey, maybe someone that's living in Bolivia or where I lived in the Middle East, places like Syria and Iraq, maybe they can't afford the $30 or $50 a month subscription. But if they could feed into this community by helping teach Arabic a little bit and then in return be able to learn English, that in my mind from like almost a social justice and like empowerment standpoint fires me up so much. So that's that's the one that I'm obsessed with over the next year is, hey, okay, if we can reward one of my buddies that still lives in Jordan or Syria to teach Arabic or volunteer to practice be a language partner two hours a week and maybe help him earn a little. And then he could use that either for his personal like expenses or to finally be able to learn English. I want to be able to track that as well. Be like, oh my gosh, did we just help a thousand people, 10,000 people that never, never could have immersed, never could have learned a language now be able to through these like really powerful blockchain technologies. That's the kind of thing I want to brag about to my grandkids in 50 years. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. really exciting to think about. I, I love that, you know, bringing language learning to more people that, you know, maybe can't afford that. Um, subscription and you know just partnering with people i i love that i don't yeah. know that much about nfts and stuff but <laughs> sounds hey. really cool i think about you're touching on some pretty big concepts there too of like if school eventually becomes we go to school in vr if we can learn that then what what's the limit of someone taking a year of school 
in Japan, if they can, if they're ready for the language, I mean, they're, they're just putting their heads on in the morning anyways. They don't necessarily have to go to that school in their district every time, which may be struggling or underfunded. You know, there's all kinds of options. And you think about that from this language perspective, it's really amazing what the future could be. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm, man, it's, it is such a fun thought exercise and I'll, I'll do it with the team from time to time. It's like, okay, we're discussing, let's pick something kind of routine of like, okay, how do we, how do we drill vocab words before it was, okay, well, you download the app and you have to look at the word five times over the course of a month and hopefully it'll stay in your long-term memory. Close your eyes, reimagine what that could look like in the metaverse. What it'll look like in five, 10 years. I think it'll be so drastically different. And if we just keep asking that question in each of the major forks in the road or decisions we have, because I, I do believe already in 2022, the results that we're seeing, I have a hard time picturing, I know this is kind of hard to believe, my kid's actually going to a real school. Wow. 10 years, 15 years, I think it's all going to be in VR. It's bold, but that's what we want to build towards. I like it's it. It's definitely I, an exciting I, time right now. We're, isn't it? There's I so know. many so many things popping up. So, so much potential. Yeah. Quinn, I want to say a huge thank you for coming on. I think this has been a very thought provoking, interesting conversation because a lot of times we are on the gaming side or we get a little out of gaming. We might talk about productivity, but to think about education in this new way, it's been really awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Natalie. It was a total treat. Really, really appreciate it. (laughs) Yes. Well, of course, if you're out there and you're listening, you're wondering about Immerse, we'll have all kinds of links in the description here. We'll also be updating you on future podcasts as we get a chance to check it out. So make sure and do that. And if you want to come see the cat that interrupted the podcast here recently, you should come (laughs) over to YouTube and see the video of it and see that now Nat's having to rock Willow like a baby to keep her (laughs) quiet during the podcast. Uh, but if you're out there and of course you're thinking about VR, remember we're here for you. Rate, review us. We'd love that. Subscribe. And if you haven't gotten into VR yet, you need to take the dive and just join one in. Join one in. <laughs> Woo!